Hi, I'm Laura Lawrence, and I'm a fiery redhead with a big heart and an even bigger vision to connect people through real and raw conversations. My journey started as an educator, but life threw me an unexpected curveball that took me on a messy but magical journey of discovering my way back to myself. Speaking from the heart cannot begin without first acknowledging my own privilege as a settler here on Treaty 6 territory, traditional homeland of the Cree, Soto, Dakota, Lakota, Diné, and Métis people. On my journey of learning and unlearning, I will forever be grateful to a man named Perry, a residential school survivor who first opened my eyes and broke open my heart to the undeniable truths that he and so many other Indigenous people experienced right here in this province of Saskatchewan and our country of Canada. Acknowledgement of pain is where our journey of healing all begins. Whether you're here to recharge, reconnect, or just escape for a few minutes from the noise and heaviness of life, there's something here for you. So pull up a chair, let's laugh, let off some steam, and grow into the next version of ourselves together. All right, heart talkers, I am very excited about who I have as a guest on today's episode. Amy Capeller, board certified functional nutritionist and owner of Unbridled Holistic Health. Amy helps busy women restore energy, moods, hormonal balance, digestive health, and symptoms of burnout by teaching them sustainable wellness practices. So if any of that resonates with you, which I'm sure it will. This is an episode for you. So I believe that we meet people by divine design at the right time and at the right place that we need it most, Amy. And we met years ago through the work that I do as a body talk practitioner. And at the time you were still teaching kindergarten. So there's been a little evolution of uh, your journey since then. But let's start with this very simple yet complex question that I like to start with all of my guests is, who is Amy Capeller? Yeah, so hello, and thank you so much for having me here. Um, it is, I agree 100%. We meet everyone for a reason. Everything in our life happens at a certain time for a certain reason. And there's been so many of those things happen in my life. But I guess, who am I? Yeah, that is a complex question. So if I was to tell you, you know, I'm a, a woman's health functional nutritionist. So I'm a holistic and functional nutritionist specializing, specializing in women's health. Um, that being said, that's, I guess, like a title, right. That we want to put on ourselves. I am also a wife, a sister, a daughter. I'm a friend. I'm an auntie, right? Like I, I'm a animal lover. I, I am me. And I think that we often forget, especially as busy women, entrepreneurs, we forget that we are also those people. So that's who I am. I'm Amy Capeller. I am a farm lover. I live on an acreage um, just outside Tisdale. And I love all things outdoors and health and wellness and just feeling grounded and at home in my body. Um, and so if I was to say, who am I? That's who I am. I can put all the titles I want on myself, but that is who I am. Yeah, I love that. My husband and I were talking about this last night, the difference between our purpose, our productivity, and our identity. 
uh, because those three things do weave in uh, with one another. But just like you said, those titles are not necessarily who we are. And so to get to that core of, I love that you share that you're a nature lover and you love your farm. And when I follow you on social media, I love seeing those stories about you just being out in nature and, and getting grounded. And so I'm curious because I have met so many women um, who started their journey as teachers much like myself. Uh, and then they left the teaching profession to pursue another passion um, or that journey of entrepreneurship. So I am curious, what led you to deciding that it was time to leave the teaching practice as a kindergarten teacher, which is a fairly secure job, um, and embark on this crazy entrepreneurial journey? <laughs> yeah, so it was a big leap because when we have a secure job, right, that is going to be there for us. I had a contract, like I was, I was secured. And yeah, I took the leap. And what led me there was my own journey, my own health, a hundred percent got me interested in even just like the holistic health area. Um, and then kind of more specifically, what kind of pushed me to take the leap was I had to make a choice that I was hitting hard burnout. There had been some really um, impactful stuff that had happened in my life. My game plan was I was going to teach and I was going to do this like little business on the side, right? I, when I graduated from teaching um, like university, I was already taking classes and courses to become a functional nutritionist because at that point throughout my journey, I was already like, hey, I know this is important. Um, my health had already shown me that. I already had that passion for it. Um, and I started teaching and I was handling it all and it was all going fine, but I was tipping on that tipping point, right? Like it was all going fine. <laughs> it was fine if I could just keep everything in a row. Mm -hmm. And then I had, you know, COVID hit for one that year. Um, so teaching stuff massively changed and that was a pretty big stressor. And then actually I had family members. My dad got really, really sick. Um, and that was, I couldn't handle it. Like that just kind of like pushed things over the edge. And I was really hitting burnout. My health took a big dive at that time. And I was like, okay, for me, I need to pick, like I'm either teaching or I'm going all in and I'm one, restoring myself and my body. And two, I am then once I do that, I'm then going out and helping other women restore their health and not get to this point. Um, and so I decided to take the leap and it was so scary. It is scary, right? Leaving a secure job. And I know there's people that believed in me, but you also feel often you feel alone in that. People yeah. think you're crazy, right? They're like, what? You're leaving? Why? And I loved teaching and I still teach daily. I just teach in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I love kids. I loved teaching kids. And you know what? Now I teach young teen girls, right? It's just different. Um, and I think too that, as much as I love teaching, I didn't love the version of myself that I was becoming when I was burning the candle at both ends. Wow, that is profound. And I, that is home for me. I, I remember saying that as well. I loved teaching. I didn't love the type of mother or wife I was or even who I was as a woman when I was burnt out at the end of the day, because that is most definitely a profession that takes all heart, all energy, game on seven hours a day. You know, it is really uh, something else if you haven't ever 
had a lived experience of teaching in the classroom. Uh, it's something else. And I think that I love that you share your lived experience of trying to balance it all, which many women that I meet and work with do. And they have a career that that they love or that that they enjoy, but they also have passions on the outside and they're trying to balance it all because the passions fuel the heart and fuel the soul and the career brings in the money. And so it's finding that joy balance. So I think that that's one of the great things that you offer your clients as well is that you come from that lived experience of having to make those choices of, listen, I'm in full burnout and it is having a massive impact on my physical health. And, and I remember those conversations you and I had at that time when you were considering leaving the profession because I had done that to pursue uh, a wellness, you know, business with body talk. So I, I want the listeners to know, uh, if they don't already know, what is a functional nutritionist? Yeah, so basically functional nutrition is just taking more of a holistic approach. So what that means is whole body, right? So I often think of like a little pyramid when I think of like our society and our healthcare, and there's a time and place for everything. So there's society at the bottom who like, we really learn nothing from there. It's like, oh, here, go eat the, the Canadian food guide or whatever, right? Like these simple little things, push harder, do more, hustle, 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 never take a break, right? You can sleep when you're dead, like all these things that society tells us. And then at the very top of that pyramid, there is our medical system. There's our doctors and our surgeries. And those things are so needed, but they are there to save our life, mm -hmm. right? They are there when we need that emergency care. But what about that big piece in the middle? What about that piece where we learn to listen to our body, to understand our body, to feed our body, right? To nourish our body, not only at a, from a nutrition and food standpoint but nervous system stress mental health like where is that piece because it's mm -hmm. not in there and that is what functional nutrition is all about that is what holistic health is all about right so basically I take more of like a functional whole body approach and really teaching women specifically but people in general how to take care of themselves using nutrition and lifestyle and giving your body the actual resources that we need. So we don't have to get to the point at the top of that pyramid where we need emergency care. We need the surgery. We need the medication to save our life. Yeah, right? because at the core of who we are, we know what makes us feel good and what makes us feel crappy. And we know that if we eat and do more of the things that make us feel good, uh, we'll feel good. The problem is all of the stuff on the outside, the stress that leads us to these unhealthy patterns. Yeah. Our bodies are always speaking to us. Mm -hmm. Your body wants to be healthy, right? Like we're meant to thrive. We're not meant to have low energy, brain fog, painful periods. We're not meant to feel exhausted, not sleeping, like gaining weight or, or losing weight you know, when you're not wanting to, we're literally meant to thrive. Like that is your body is here to help you feel good every single day. Mm -hmm. And it's speaking to us every single day. It's sending these whispers and these little report cards. And what happens is we don't know how to tune into that. Yeah. Right. We keep pushing and doing and doing all these things. And we ignore those little things. Like you said, we know what makes us feel good, but we start to ignore that. And then it spirals so much that now we don't know what makes us feel good. Right. Right. 
Yeah. And then and, we're always reaching for those things that give us the instant feel good. So instead of taking a nap, we have a cup of coffee or we slam some sugar, you know, to, to get that energy. And what I feel we are, the interesting thing about having four kids and about the journey that I have been on in terms of understanding the mind-body connection, everything I've learned as a body talk practitioner is I am a different parent with my littler two than I am my older two. So I my little guys now we teach them how to listen to their bodies so when they're making that decision of if they're going to eat something uh how are they going to feel after so what was really interesting is a couple days ago we had my son's ninth birthday and our five-year-old who is pretty sensitive to dairy and sugar and gluten i mean what kid isn't but he really feels it he passed on the birthday cake he took the ice cream, but he said, I can't have both, mom. And I thought that is pretty powerful for a little guy at five to know that he knows how his body feels when he puts something in that doesn't make it feel good. So that's kind yeah. of like what you do, right? As you leave yeah, like, I do. That's I teach you to come back to your body while also like guiding you and helping you, right? Because again, we get so disconnected. It's like, okay, I understand some things don't feel good for me how the heck do I fit that into my busy life? Right. Yeah. Kids are so intuitive and it's so amazing to like watch them and to honestly learn from them because it is, they know what makes them feel good and what doesn't. And they live, they do that. They don't have all these extra pressures and things put upon them. Yeah. I don't know. Part of me says like, we don't have free healthcare. We have free sick care, right? Mm -hmm. Healthcare is up to us Ooh. and it's taking that approach before you get to that point, why are we pushing our bodies this depleted state? We're nutrient deficient, we're inflamed. All these things are happening at an internal level. We have to think of stress and our health in two ways. We have external and internal, right? So if your life is stressful and your mind is stressful, right? And like you're living this crazy busy life or an entrepreneurship or whatever, but at the same time, you're not feeding your body, you're nutrient deficient, you're super inflamed, your hormones are a mess, your digestive health is a wreck, right? If all those things are happening, your body is so stressed at an internal level that how are you going to have any resilience mm -hmm. for that life when it throws the curveball at you? You're not. And also that uh, innate healing mechanism of the body is compromised because like you said, our bodies know how to heal themselves. They are it is it's actually uh, insane how much the human body can withstand in terms of stress and toxins and overburdened. Like my husband and I have been talking a lot about this, too, about how we feed our kids, uh, how we fuel them before they go to school. I mean, I know when I sub and I go into classrooms, you, you can attest to this. A lot of the kids are eating such high sugar, high processed foods, it really does affect their cognitive function and their behavior. And it's the same for us. Yes. And yeah, I, it's, it's not just, yeah, it's not just affecting the kids, right? We do these things and especially I see this with moms all the time. And it's like, okay, I'm going to do better at feeding my kids. I'm going to do better at making sure their brain is nourished. But what about our brain? What about mm -hmm. your brain? What about, you know, that teenage girl who's struggling with really bad mental health, like that can be our, the amount of stress internally, externally, that the way we take care of ourselves directly impacts our physical, mental, hormonal health. Mm -hmm. Hormones directly impact our mental health, right? And that's a big thing 
for people to start understanding. Because if you want to be the mom or the wife or the entrepreneur, the best way you can do that and show up and love, whether it's your job or your, you know, your community or your family or your husband, the number one way to love them is to take care of yourself first. Yeah. Be the change. Yeah. And, yeah, and I yeah. think when you talk about this, when I follow some of your um, messaging and the things that you guide and teach women is it brings me back to that quote, that ancient quote is let food be thy medicine. You, you know, we can fix almost everything with what we fuel our bodies with and quickly oh. too, quickly too, you know, it doesn't take that long to feel good after you start making good choices. So I'm curious, what do you find are some of the core challenges of the women that you work with in your programs? Like, what are they coming Def to you saying like, oh my gosh, Amy, you got to help me with this. I will, a lot of women come to me with hormonal stuff. So, and this can look so different, right? Like, yes, this might look like we're struggling with our periods and PMS and heavy painful periods and clots or irregular cycles, PCOS, um, like all fertility, you know, perimenopause symptoms. Those are a lot of the issues that come in, but hormones are warning lights. So once we start to dig deeper and I start asking questions, I mean, our hormones, they are the very top of a pyramid again, right? If something is impacted there, we have to look deeper. So what I mean by that is our hormones are impacted by digestive health, by gut health, by poor detoxification pathways, by your blood sugar and your insulin and your metabolic health, by cortisol and stress, by nutrient deficiencies, right? So then I start asking, they're like, oh yeah, I'm exhausted. I can't make it through the day. I, you know, I feel like I'm so, so stressed. And by Friday, I'm just like, can't handle life. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. All those things. And their gut health, you know, they either have IBS or they're constipated. They're always bloated. Like those are some main struggles that come in. And a lot of mental health stuff comes in too. A lot of anxiety I see. Um, and then the deeper we dig again, it ties into a lot of nutrient deficiencies, a lot of self pressure that women put on themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you know, they go to the doctor, they'd be like, Oh, I can't handle every for two weeks out of the month, I change. I'm an, I'm a different woman. Like I snap at everybody and they're telling their doctors this, they're telling people this and everyone's like, Oh, it's fine. It's just part of being a woman. It's not. And mm. the birth control pill is not the answer for that. Right? Like, yeah, we can bandaid that symptom up with that birth control pill. We can stop our cycle with an IUD. What is that doing? That deeper issue, that root cause is just manifesting below that band-aid. And I think that's so important for people to know because hormones are not just there for us to have a bleed. We literally need them for every cell receptor in our body, our brains, our bone, our heart health, pelvic floor muscles, ladies, right? Like our mental health, low progesterone, anxiety, so connected. But we're not taught these things. Yeah. And, so, and it's interesting. Colin uh, Jackson and I, I had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I've been working with him as a physical trainer uh, and he, we were talking about pelvic floor muscles. And I said, well, it's, you know, because I had four kids, he said, or not, it could be because you're perimenopausal and your yeah. 
hormones are out of whack. And I said, what are you talking about, dude? Like, how can my hormones have any effect on my pelvic floor muscles? And you are right. We don't know what we don't know. And when we get told, oh, it's just your period, you're just PMSing. This is normal. Suck it up, you know, get through it in a week. So I think that a lot of women listening will be so refreshed to hear you say, you know, no, there is a deeper root and there is an answer to feel better. And I think a, a big message here too is it's not a quick fix, right? Your health is individualized. You need to become the master of your own body. You need to understand your body, become, you know, the master and the CEO of your health. It's not black and white. It's not that we can just go out and buy the next best program and follow the next best diet. Like those things are not real. Those are again, just band-aid solutions, right? And what happens is like you said before, we try to consume all this stuff from outside of us and we get so disconnected from ourselves. And that is where I take this root cause approach. Like that's where I want women to understand, Hey, number one, let's just get you back and reconnected, understanding your body, your symptoms and what they mean. Number two, let's start from the root up. You know, is there PMS issues? Hey, let's look at underneath stuff. How's your gut health? How's your your detox pathways, how's your adrenals? Where is your stress? Are you pushing through burning the candle at all ends? Like, let's take that root cause approach, build up those resources that your body needs to actually be healthy and function. And let's watch your body do the magic on its own Mm -hmm. with support and guidance, right? Yeah. And I think one of the most fascinating things I learned from you, because I hosted you as a facilitator at a women's retreat that I did a few years ago, and the women absolutely loved your session, where you taught us a lot about how to work with our menstrual cycle for cyclical living. Um, So planning your workouts based around your cycle, and being aware of your creative energy and your productive energy in terms of the parallel with your cycle. So can you talk a little bit about that? I would love to. This is one of my favorite things to share with women because we just like, I don't know why women and girls and everyone is not educated on this. Like it literally, I think should be part of like the sex ed curriculum. And I would love to just go teach sex ed. I know that's like every teacher's worst dream. And I'm like, you know what? I'll take the girls. I want to do this. Like I, they need to know this, but women in general need to know this, right? So we have two body clocks. We're blessed with two body clocks as women. We have our circadian rhythm that's impacted by like, you know, our cortisol and the, the melatonin and the light and that kind of stuff. That's a 24 hour cycle, right? And that's very similar to men, but we are also lucky enough as women to have another body clock and it's called the infradian rhythm. And that is your menstrual cycle. And it's typically, I mean, if we're thinking like what should be normal, right? It should be between about 26 to 34 days. And that is where there's a series of hormonal and physical and psychological changes in the body every single month. We have four massive hormonal shifts that happen throughout those 28 days. So if we think about it, I just want you like all to think for a second, both men and women are going to abide by this circadian rhythm. So the 24 hour clock. Okay. And that, like I said, impacts your melatonin, your cortisol, and some like the male sex hormones kind of run on that 24 hour clock. 
women rotate on day 26 to 34 day rhythm, typically 28, right? If we're just keeping it simple, mm -hmm. we are not meant to do the same thing every single day, the same intensity. We are not meant to live the same as a man. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we push ourselves through and we do because that's a society and hustle culture and success makes us feel like we should do right. Mm -hmm. Your body ladies, like our hormones and these shifts literally give us a blueprint into, like you said, we can organize our life. We can maximize our health and our energy and our productivity. Our body tells us what it needs and when, and I can go a little bit deeper if you want, like into those, those phases really briefly. I mean, kind of explain that, but I mean, even just knowing that your brain chemistry shifts up to 25% over the course of those 28 days. Wow. How do you think your mental health is going to be impacted if you're not honoring that? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, as I listen to you say this, I think about how valuable this information would have been when I was a teenager or starting my cycle or, you know, in university, high stress levels and my cycle was all over the place or I was, you know, hormonally imbalanced. Uh, it, it's a gift, I think, to be able to understand your body and, and work with it. So can you just talk about, a little bit about the two phases? Because I remember that, like the, the, the actual, the ovulation and then the menstruation in terms of like if I'm doing a physical program or even if I'm thinking about my planning as an entrepreneur, there's a rest time you know, a slow time yeah. and then there's a go time. So can you talk a little bit yes. about that? So I love referring to it as like the seasons in nature. So in that 28 days, I'm going to say 28 days, just to like keep it really basic, but just know if you have like a 32 day cycle, just, it's going to just adjust it by a couple of days. Right. Um, but in those 28 days, you go through basically all four seasons. So there's a time for go and a time for slow. And that is exactly, but we don't honor that. So basically menstruation, your bleed is one part of your cycle. We often think like, oh, my mental cycle, oh, I'm bleeding, right? No, that is like one season of the whole cycle. So that's like your winter. At this time, your hormones are low. And because hormones give us energy, mood, brain cognition, right? Digestive function changes, our gut microbiome changes. Why do we think women going through perimenopause? Gut stuff is changing. Muscle tone is changing. Like, because hormones impact these things. You're getting more brain fog, right? Mm. So when hormones are lower on when you're actually bleeding in that bleed phase, we're going to have lower energy, lower motivation, right? We're not meant to go out and do all the things at that time. Inflammation is going to be increased naturally a little bit. So doing things that increase inflammation, processed foods, hard, intense workouts, right? This is going to add to the issue. So that's like your winter. You can think of that as like an internal winter. And then from there, once you're, you know, when your bleed starts to end, what happens is hormones are rising. So to keep it really simple, specifically estrogen and testosterone are going to start to rise in that kind of like spring season. So now we're coming out of our bleed and we're approaching ovulation. And that's about seven days in that spring season of your cycle. Okay. And that's when hormones are rising. Estrogen is like your go-getter hormone. Like, let's do a thing. Let's dress up. Let's feel good. Okay. So as those hormones are rising, energy, motivation, brain cognition, all these things are also rising. 
estrogen is also really important for like libido and wanting to do that stuff. So you probably notice during after your period, if things are in pretty good balance that you're like, yeah, Hey, let's, you know, like, let's get a little frisky. I have more energy. <laughs> I, love I, how you, I love how you say, you know, you kind of notice like you want to do a little more of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like that should increase it. And it should. Mm-hmm. And the closer you approach ovulation, the more that should increase. Okay. So that's a really good time to add in your motivating tasks to add in, you know, connecting and planning. Your brain is actually wired to plan during that time to set goals, to set intentions, harder workouts, more cardio, like you're less inflamed. So we can support digestive health better during then you're more resilient to blood sugar swings. So eating can change a little bit. So that's your spring. And that keeps rising, rising, rising until you hit ovulation. That's your ovulatory phase is like your inner summer. Okay. Now that summer energy, it's short. It's like Mm -hmm. summer in Saskatchewan. I always refer to it as that. (laughs) It's like when you actually ovulate, it's like one day, but the ovulatory phase is like two to four days. So now we went through winter and then spring and ovulation, things are peaking. Your hormones are at their peak. So that's when you can get pregnant. That egg is released, right? Ideally, you should feel really good. Okay. So you should feel like your sex drive should be thriving because as women, we are meant to reproduce, right? Mm-hmm. That is physiologically. What we are. Yeah, physiologically. Yeah. And that is why there's that vamp up of hormones and that energy. And yes. Yes. And actually our body gives off a different scent. It's kind of interesting. Our body gives off a different scent at ovulation to attract. I mean, you might know that your skin glows a little bit more. Your hair is a bit shinier. Like we are, right? So that's, things are peaking. Hormones are really peaking at that time. And so you should feel really good. So that, again, that's a really nice time for harder, intense workouts, right? Um, putting yourself out there. So entrepreneurial wise, like if you have, and I mean, you can't always control this, but as entrepreneurs, we kind of can to somewhat degree. If you have a big presentation or you're planning the date for some stuff, like around ovulation, your energy is going to be so much better received because you are in that energy. So yeah. it's time to connect, right? You want to go do something fun with your friend, like plan it during ovulation. And then that's unless, unless you want to be with your husband or your spouse (laughs) or your significant other, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's when we plan the big date night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and just a note too, if you're feeling inflamed and puffy and you know, these almost like PMS symptoms are coming up at ovulation again, tracking this stuff and knowing when these symptoms come in your cycle, that is like gold for practitioners like myself, when you come to me and you're like, no, I feel awful during ovulation. That is like gold to me because that is a message, a whisper from your body. And it is easier for us to dig into, Hey, like maybe it's this hormone, maybe it's inflammation, maybe there's more prostaglandins. Like let's look into some of this stuff. Right. So knowing those symptoms at those times, your cycle is also really important, but from there. So now you're in your summer, right now we go into fall. This is the longest phase of your cycle. It's about the two weeks before your pyramid or period. And we often think of this as like our PMS phase. Okay. Mm-hmm. And during this time, what happens? You ovulate now hormones massively shift. So estrogen, testosterone, those go-getter hormones, they're now dropping and progesterone, your happy, calm hormone starts to increase. 
progesterone is only produced when you actually naturally ovulate. Birth control pill, you're not ovulating. IUD, you're not ovulating, right? Perimenopause, you're ovulating all over the place. One month, then not the next month. So if progesterone is being depleted, then we're not happy. We're not calm during that time, right? It's like your cozy, calm hormone. So many women that come into my practice who are highly stressed, burnt out, tired, whatever, they're pretty often, and I'm not going to tell time, but they're often lower in progesterone. And so what does that cause? Major PMS, anxiety before your period, right? And then if that ratio to estrogen and progesterone is off, then if we're having too much estrogen, our detox pathways, our, um, you know, our gut health isn't great, then we're not getting that out when it needs to get out. And we have cramps and we have clots and we have heavy periods and we have all these symptoms. So during this time, when your hormones are massively shifting, we can support that. You don't have to have nasty PMS. Now, it's important to understand that, okay, this is like your fall, your inner fall. So hormones are lowering, right? And they're shifting. So energy naturally is going to lower. Like that is normal. Mm -hmm. But should you not be able to make it through your day? No, that's not normal, right? The closer you get to your period, the lower energy, the lower motivation is going to get. That luteal phase, that inner fall after you ovulate until your period, it's a really great time to tune in, to slow things down. We're no longer wanting to focus on, you know, cardio and intense workouts because now we are more prone to inflammation. So instead, strength training is really good. Weights are really good. But the closer you get to your bleed, the less intensity we do, right? We let your body guide you. Um, Also in that time, your brain is really wired to complete and get things done. So there's a time, I love this for entrepreneurs because there's a time of your cycle that is for everything in your business, right? And so there's a, that, that's a really good time to like complete stuff, get stuff done. Women need more food during this time. There's a reason ladies that you have cravings before your period. You actually equivalently need almost like a full uh, equivalent to an additional meal, not meaning you go and eat another meal, but that's how much more food you need. You need more carbs. So restricting carbs in your luteal phase, not a good idea, right? Whole complex carbs. Um, you need different nutrients. Like there's so many things you can do to support yourself. And then as that fall winds down, we go back into winter and then you get a bleed, hormones are low and it just keeps cycling. Mm, That's so fascinating. I cannot wait to send my 18 year old this episode. Uh, So this is very fascinating uh, and interesting that there's so many things that are connected to the pieces of the puzzle. It's just not one thing. There is. And you know what? Like, it's really important. It's important for like younger girls. Yes. And all of us to understand this and to understand that like, Hey, there's another option. Doesn't have to be birth control, right? Like let's actually figure this out. You know, she went to university, stress increased, maybe her eating changed a bit. Like how is this impacting her? Right. That's really important, but it's also important for even women in perimenopause, women mm-hmm. in menopause, like even if you don't have a cycle postpartum, these four phases are also like directly connected to the moon energy. And that's a whole nother topic, but like you still cycle yeah. and knowing this stuff is very powerful to stay connected to your body and feeling good through all hormonal transitions. 
And we I still remember. all have hormones. We still all, I mean, the homeostasis in our body is driven by, you know, that endocrine system. So yeah. yeah. And there's so much, yeah, you're still producing hormones, whether you're actually bleeding or not. It's just at a different degree. And I mean, again, hey, ladies, right? If you are in that perimenopause age or postpartum, now your adrenals really have to kick in and your adrenals also manage your stress hormones. So if stress is out of control, your body doesn't care about building sex hormones. That's the last thing to do, right? Mm -hmm. That's why so many women will see cycle changes or they'll lose their cycle when they're under high stress. Your body wants to keep you safe. It's there to protect you. So if it's too busy putting out these fires and putting out stress hormones, again, whether that's external life or internal inflammation and such, then it doesn't care about sex hormones. That gets put to the back burner. And we need those things for brain health, for bone health, for heart health. Hmm. Now, I just wanted to mention too, like with, with teens and young girls, oh my goodness, like they deserve to know this. They deserve to be educated on this. They deserve to understand what's normal, what's not when it comes to their period and their body and their cycles. Because I remember as a young girl, like when I started to get, you know, cervical mucus changes and discharge and I panicked, there's something wrong with me. Like, oh my goodness, what's going on? No, that changes throughout your cycle. That's very normal, right? Like, Hey, here's a way that you can tell that you're ovulating. Or here's what it, normal cervical mucus is. Here's what's not normal. If you see this a couple of times, maybe tell your mom, maybe tell your doctor, maybe reach out for support, right? Here's the symptoms of your period that are normal and what, you know, we want to support it. Here's what's not. Yeah, it just here's seems like, it just seems like it'd be a no brainer that this is information that we would deliver and give our daughters or our friends or our sisters, you know, it's, it's how are we to understand our mind body connection if we don't understand the foundations of, you know, our, our cycle and those hormonal patterns. Uh, I know for me, and for many women, I work with, the reason why nothing changes is because change can be overwhelming. And there are many, uh, many aspects to getting a grip on your wellness. And so my question to you is, what would you suggest as a few key simple habits that a woman can start practicing to help balance her hormones and get that energy level balanced? Yeah. And you know what that is like, even the stuff we talked about today that some women listening are going to be like, holy man, that's a lot, right? Like that's so overwhelming to me. And the thing I want everyone to know is it's not about doing all the things all the time, all right now. We have to think about meeting ourselves where we are at and meeting our bodies where our body's at. And so what that means is just basically meet yourself where you're at. If you can add in one little thing, every step snowballs. Just mm -hmm. like the backwards snowball, when things are kind of going backwards, proactive and, and taking care of yourself also snowballs. So meet yourself where you're at. If you only have capacity to focus on, okay, I'm going to eat breakfast every day because that's massively going to impact, you know, how my body feels all day long, or I'm going to focus on whole foods, or I'm going to focus on taking a breath in my day, or I'm just going to start to track my cycle. Like, Whatever that one thing is, pick one thing and start there. And if you have the capacity to add in more, then maybe add in two. 
but don't try to add in, don't try to change your cycle and eat for your cycle and, and also manage everything at the same time. You know what I mean? Like add in one thing at a time and then give your body space to adjust and meet your body where you're at. Sometimes we just slow things down for ourselves because our sustainability is just like not quite there yet. And sometimes we just slow things down for our body. And that's often what I see in people who are more like health minded, like even myself in my healing journeys, I learned all this stuff. I wanted to do it all right now. Right. Like I was going through a parasite. I had a really bad gut infection and parasite actually just last year. And I went through a huge, huge, huge thing for this. Well, I learned all this stuff. Obviously I have quite a bit of knowledge in this area. So I was like, well, I'll just do all the things right now. But no, no, no. Like we have to give our body space too. So Mm -hmm. stop trying to rush the process. Enjoy it. Meet yourself where you're at, right? Listen to your body. And this is the body you have for the rest of your life. This is the life you have for the rest of your life. Why are we trying to rush through it? So that's to give like a couple really simple tips to start. It would be number one, listen to your body's report card your periods, the report card. And if you don't have a cycle, digestion, energy, sleep, mental health, those are your report cards you get every single day. So first, so first become aware, like know what your body is saying to you, like listen to it, become aware. And I love that idea of the report card. Like it's given you a report card. It is right. And so just start to tune into things without overwhelm. And then number one, like, let's just, how about we focus on food that comes from something growing or living, right? Mm -hmm. Not all these processed options, like just focus on, do I have veggies? Do I have protein at my meals? Stop over fasting, you know, stop all of, we think fasting and this and that. And ladies fasting, if you are in a stress state is not going to be your answer. Also, if you are cycling, there is a time and place for that. If you are in those two weeks before your period and you're trying to fast, you're only making things worse. You're increasing inflammation, right? We can do cyclical fasting mm-hmm. with your cycle, but fasting, like stop over fasting, stop pushing yourself to do it all and slow it down, set boundaries. So how about we eat whole foods? We slow it down and you put your phone away and get to bed by 10 o'clock at night. Like those simple things are where we need to start. Yeah. It's just as simple as that, but it's not simple, but it is, you know, it's like that. Okay. So where are we going to start? You know, I love that habit stacking. One of the best books I've ever read is Atomic Habits. And he talks about that. You know, the reason why often we don't start is because we try to change everything all at once. And if you start with one habit, and I notice that when you're encouraging and guiding women to this holistic um lifestyle pattern is you you very much encourage breakfast and starting your day off with a nourishing meal. Yes, I I'm a huge fan of breakfast with protein and fiber because that is setting up your day. And when we get out of bed and we grab that cup of coffee and we just instantly like destroy our metabolic health for the day, then later in the day we're getting cravings and we're crashing and our energy is crashing and that night we're sleeping like crap, right? Like it is so important to nourish our body. Food is our fuel. You're not going to go to work in the morning with an empty vehicle that doesn't have any gas in it. Mm-hmm. So why are we not fueling our bodies first, right? What you fuel your body, body with matters. And that is when I work with women, like we take this root cause approach, obviously, right? To the hormone stuff. So 
we do look at all these different layers and metabolic health is that foundation. Digestive health comes next and then detoxification pathways. We cannot jump onto and like, oh, I just, it just gets me right riled up when I will like juice cleanses and stuff and cleansing because your liver is your body's main filter and it needs so many resources to function. And it's not just juice. And if we are trying to go on a big detox and we do not have metabolic health and inflammation and we don't have gut health working properly, you are just spreading those toxins through your whole body. Mm. So, so much to know. So much. I feel like I'm definitely going to have you back on the podcast in a future episode uh, because you're so knowledgeable and clearly so passionate about meeting women where they're at. I am curious to know how can listeners connect with you after this episode, learn more, maybe become part of your programs? Yeah, for sure. So I, I like to say my business lives on Instagram because that's the time and age that we're in. But um, my Instagram is at unbridled holistic health. I do have a website, unbridledholistichealth.com. And then I will give you my email is unbridledholistichealth at outlook.com. So it's all pretty simple. I'll also give you a couple links. I do have a root cause women's health program. Um, I offer functional hormone testing to dive into some of this stuff for women. And then I also do have like a busy women's guide to hormone hacking that just teaches you about your cycle um, and some hacks for the busy women, especially entrepreneurial wise, right? Um, how to start living and tweaking things to make life easier and prevent burnout, basically, mm. um, as you live your busy life. So there's that. And then I also do some speaking and educating specifically more so around like burnout prevention for women and that cycle, cyclical health and cyclical living, because that's just something that we all should know. So events and retreats and teenage girls, that kind of thing. I love it. And I'm going to put all of those links in the show notes of uh, where to find you and connect with you. And you have that free download that I'll I'll pop in the show notes too. Well, I have to say thank you so much. Every time I spend time with you, I learn something and I am thinking already how I'm going to put one more new good habit into practice. So thanks, Amy, so much. It was so wonderful to sit heart to heart with you today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Connection, conversation, and community are the foundations of healing hearts. I will forever be grateful to those who sat heart to heart with me in my hardest days to ride out the dark until I found light again. Thank you for being a part of this Heart Talk community. You can follow more on Instagram at lauralawrence.author or head over to lauralawrence.ca for more connection and resources to help you on your journey. And until next time, Stay close to things and people who feel most right and light for your heart.